Howdy, and welcome to the FPL Jingle. You're listening to Owen Canheedy, and with me, at all, as always, is my sidekick, Robin. How are you? I thought you were going to say at all times, and I was like, I'm, I'm not with you at all times, because we're literally on different continents, but you're in my I'm heart, doing all right, in my heart, Steve. Ah, that's disappointing. I was, I don't want to be there. Can I, I get out? A, I have a, I, you know the way I always wear shirts? It shows that I can have a pocket, <laughs> and I have a little photo. <laughs> The, it's like the thing in the Simpsons where it's like do it for her <laughs> it's like, or like when Ned the, Flanders gets shot and he has a bible yeah. in his, <laughs> his pocket yeah yeah that's that's what I was yeah. thinking that was going to be my second reference yeah, yeah it's not actually like good. a little uh, what you call him Ouija doll so if anything happens to me you're going down you mean a vo- no you're thinking of a voodoo doll a Ouija is like a Ouija board where you try and communicate with spirits yeah we kind of do that in podcast form once a week or so <laughs> We communicate with the ghost of Christian Erickson. Come, or, no, sorry, not Christian Erickson. He's not dead. Like, <laughs> Poor I meant Christian. to say, I meant, I meant to say, Gilfie Sigurdsson. <laughs> well, he's not dead either. What's it? Well, he might as well be. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe we we all will. know what he did, Owen. We all know what he I did. Know, Don't yeah, you try yeah. and defend him? No, no, I won't. I, I would like. To, I do like the name Gilfie, but I don't like the the actions. How was your week, Andy? Uh, my week was good. What did I do? I was um, I had Valentine's Day Monday um, in in my life. I mean, the whole world had Valentine's Day Monday. It wasn't just you. Well, yeah, it felt like it was just me. Uh, what did we do? We <laughs> uh, went... Lisa must have loved that. So <laughs> yeah. we had uh, we went to see Spider Man, uh, which she paid no attention to, and we went and got dinner. And then actually we went to the Irish pub and I felt like a pure celebrity because we went up and there was a sign saying bars full. And luckily enough, the manager comes out and uh, he says, oh, Lisa, I'll find you a seat. And <laughs> in he goes and gets us a seat, which was lovely. Oh, nice. Is he Irish himself or what? Oh, have yeah. You, have yeah. You not- yeah, he's, <clears throat> he, I, um, he doesn't really play football usually, but he did come to one of the tournaments and um, I, 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 I'd meet him regularly. Where's he from? He played football in Kerry, but he is originally from oh the Midlands somewhere, somewhere up north or a little. Yeah, that's just what I'm picturing in my head, but I'm not entirely right. sure. Well, shout out him anyway. Thanks, Darren. How was your week? Oh yeah, it was grand. <clears throat> Didn't really get up to anything. Um, oh no, I had the Super Bowl uh, on on Sunday. Had the lads over. I was go crack. Took Monday off because <clears throat> I was very, very tired. Yeah, I, I, I you know, like, as every Irish person would say, the Super Bowl is tough to watch. But for me, certainly staying up that late wouldn't be for me. I can, I can manage red zone, but the Super Bowl is uh, a bit of a challenge for me. It was actually surprisingly fast. Like it, <clears throat> it, it started at like um, half eleven, so we thought it was going to go on to like four or five, and it was over at three, so it wasn't that bad really. It's quite fast. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you'd have nights out till 3 o'clock, and usually you expect the Super Bowl to take longer. So that's actually not bad at all. Um, but using that as a segue, what was bad was my matchup this week. Well, <laughs> I think that depends on your perspective. For me, it looked like a great result. Um, that's not very supportive. Uh, I never said I was. I played Tyg Flynn, and... Uh, I was hoping to knock him back down into 13th. And being a silly sausage, I uh, didn't set my lineup <laughs> at all. 
I spoke about signing Cucurea last week and I said, nah, fuck it, I'll keep my Arsenal defender for the, the double that's coming. And I was meant to drop Martinelli for like a Brighton midfielder was what I was thinking. Um, I didn't even consider like a, a, a McTominay or a Fred or anything. And I lost by three points. So I'm not well after <laughs> that. Well, I'm well. I think that was a great result. Um <clears throat> Like, uh, yeah, I I didn't think it looking at your team that you didn't set your lineup because, sure, you uh, you, you set your subs anyway because Luis Diaz was on the starting lineup for you and then he got subbed there for Mane. Uh, I'm, I'm in the habit of, like, immediately I set my subs. Like, I don't do anything else with my team, but I will set the subs. And then, like, you know, whatever is there, I just put a one, two, three down um, uh, just okay. in case. Because, you know, had I... It, I think on a few occasions I've kind of like wanted to make another change but didn't actually do it but at least my subs are set yeah um, I'll run you down through the players um, I had uh, Alison clean and did they double? oh no he he, he has a uh, no. save points because of Burnley actually hitting a lot of balls at him Ruben Diaz <laughs> got me 8 because he got an assist and a clean. Laporte didn't play. Maguire got a clean and two points for playing the double. Sanchez at Spurs for one point. Coutinho with two. Gallagher blanked as well. Bernardo Silva blanked. Ronaldo scores and plays a game, uh, which isn't really enough to convince me that I like him. Mane continues, kind of not doing much. Blanks, Son, Blanks, and Luis Diaz didn't play at all, which I was a bit disappointed with, but uh, probably wouldn't have been enough to beat Tiges. 47, he had Ederson for 7, Connor Cody for 6, Richarlison for 5, Neil Maupay for 8, Raheem Sterling for 11, is the lion's share of his points. Rashford also got 5, um, so he... Got 47, which was enough to beat me on this week of weeks. <laughs> on this week of weeks, on this day of days, like... And he's even, I, like, uh, he's even missing, like, a load, like, Cresswell's for zero, Laporte for zero, Reggian for zero. Hmm. He, uh, fuck you, Ty. <laughs> Ty continues his climb up the table from, from 13th and... He looks like I think he's around. I think we'll get into it, but I think he's like around like mid table now. I think he's like ninth, and he's not too far off the likes of Porik and other other players of of that. I don't like so it. So he's on. <laughs> well, none of us do, but I mean, you have to admire it, I suppose. At some stage, I think he's got five wins on the trot at this stage. He's on a I nice won't. win streak. So I won't admire it. <laughs> okay, well, well, if you won't admire that, you can probably admire my win over Porik then, which was uh, admirable. This is even worse. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it's better for me, so I'm going to talk about it. Plus, it was a nice segue, so I'm pretty happy with how I I, I did that. Um, well, did people like? <clears throat> did the word segue come from the moving from one topic to another, or did people no. start using the word segue after the invention of the device? No, I'm pretty sure it was already a word, and then the company used the word as like a. Because like the word segue is kind of like to transition from one thing to another, and that's basically what the actual the segue the vehicle does. So I'm pretty sure that's where they took the word from. Bit of a chicken and the egg situation here, Steve. Not really. It's we pretty could do obvious. a podcast on this. We we won't. We could, but we won't. Um, because it'd be pretty short. Because all you do is do a quick Google search and it'd be over. It'd be like a three second clip from like it's always sunny or something. That'll do. Um, 
Yeah. Um, so I had a 53 to 36 point win over Porik. Uh, going through my team, I had Robert Sanchez, who I brought in for a clean sheet and uh, um, appearance points against United. Uh, Royale, who came off the bench for like seven minutes, which is a bit annoying. But then again, Wolves won 2 0, so I was happy enough with that. Uh, had Matt Tip and Robertson for a double clean sheet against Burnley. Uh, had Bowen for a goal and, a clean, and an assist uh, against uh, Leicester. Had Madison for an assist. Uh, had Maximan for a clean sheet point. Had Richarlison for an assist, which should have been a goal because he took he takes a shot from outside the box and it hits off Gordon's like heel or something. You can barely see the deflection, and I think it was already on target. But anyway, he gets the assist. Uh, Mares didn't return for the first time in like eight weeks for me. Um, Rashford got an assist, and Salah didn't do anything. Um, so that was me on fifty-three. Who did someone come in as a sub for me? No, uh, no, Cancelo. I started Cancelo, but he didn't play. So, um, anyway, but uh, moving on to Forex team, yeah, uh. Porrick's team had Larice for two, Ven Davies for one. That double clean sheet really letting him down. Big st- big time. Uh, Robertson for six, Trippier for seven off his bench. Um, lo- luckily for me, he came... Well, I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference in the long term, but luckily for me, he came off a half-time injured, and he's now since had a broken foot, so he'll be out for a while. Uh, Lise come on, uh, come on for like 12 minutes, so he got a point. Ramsey got a point because he got a yellow card. Maximan got three points. Uh, Sancho was his biggest scorer, got 10 points, got a goal and a clean sheet across the two games. Ben Rama came on uh, with like 20 minutes left for, or sorry, 10 minutes left for an appearance point, and then Mane and Salah did nothing. So, yeah, like a bit of a disappointing week for him. Uh, I think he had Cancelo as well, who didn't play. Do you know, would you not agree? His team's a bit mental. Like, I'm like, Trippier, Olise, Ramsey, Max, Sancho, Ben Rama. Yeah, like apart from apart from Mane, apart from apart from Mane and Salah, and probably Maximan, the rest is kind of. Oh yeah, Robertson. Yeah. So what? One, two, three, four players. Sorry, five if you can count Salo who didn't play. Um, Apart from those five players, the rest is kind of a bit chop and change, like. Lloris you, you is could, inconsistent. You could uh, drop ben Davies. Those yeah, that's kind of what I mean, much. like by chop and change. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, that was kind of it. But interesting, he had Jose Sa on his bench for eight points, who who got the clean sheet in that fixture that you predicted Spurs would win and to nil. And it turned out the opposite way, like I predicted. So, nice bit of symmetry there, Owen. Do you know what sure. symmetry means? Well, I, uh, I I didn't actually predict that. You could listen you did. back. No, you could <laughs> listen back, but you won't. So, <laughs> well, what do you mean I won't? Are, like, are you telling me I'm not to, or you're going to just delete the episode? Let's let's. Have you heard of alternate facts? <laughs> uh, alternate facts, as in like lies. Uh, I had predicted a two 0 win for Wolves. Now I might have no, worded it. <laughs> in a way that went over your head. Oh right, yeah, big, big, too big for my brain. Too too big, my brain too small. This game week has upset me in in a lot of ways. 
Um, I know, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm having a great pod. Thanks. Uh, will we do the standings? <laughs> no, <laughs> will we do the standings from the bottom up? We usually start with me in first. But what we could do is start at the bottom. Uh, because there's a change up down there, if you'll notice. <laughs> there's a change up down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start in 18th, and it's Ray Foley, who hasn't been there in a while. Ray Ray currently sitting on 16 points, but Owen Dillon got a win this week. Actually, we never read the results. I was going to read the results, and then you kind of jumped ahead to, uh, the, to read, the thing. Give us so, the results first. So, yeah, so I got a win over Porrick, uh, 53 to 36. Uh, Andy Harrington had a win over Mitchell Barr, 46 to 36. High scoring week for him. Uh, Cahill had a win over Steve Lyons, 56 to 39. That, that Man City, that Man City, Man United team that he's put together did the business for him this week, especially with United on a double game week. Loves Manchester. Um, it's, it's feast or famine with his team, really. Mm. Um, Mark Gary had a win over John Scanlon, 66 to 47. Um, if I look here, he had, Ederson, Kukurea, Kyle Walker, Adam Webster, Sancho, Neil Mope. Like, I just, yeah, he's wavering in a lot of players every week. Owen Dillon had a win over Connor Skeen this week, which is what takes him off the bottom spot, 37-25. Paddy had a win over Thomas. Uh, Boo, Paddy. Uh, 60-42, especially against Thomas, who's just really nice. Um, (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What are you you laughing at? Uh, Mark Clossie had a win over Team Auto Draft, 48-27. You had a a loss to Ty Flynn, just bringing it up again, 47-44. And then Connell uh, absolutely smashed Gary this week, sixty-five to thirty-four. Um, so yeah, a very very high scoring week for some of the boys. A few We're a few really breaking into the sixties. Uh, yeah, yeah. So multiple, like you know, I think uh, thirty-seven is the average score. Um, it used to be forty-five last year, but without bonus points and stuff, it's uh, thirty-seven this year. So this week is. Mm. Way over the average. Yeah. Um, Plus defences are playing a big part. Like, if I look at Connell's team, he has 65 points, 10 from De Gea, 6 from Trent, 8 from Dallow, 8 from Maguire, 6 from Matip. Like, that's pretty much all of his points, bar Bowen and Ronaldo. Like, so that's massive. That is gigantic. Um, and, uh, yeah, defences are actually... T- well, the big defences are, are really reliable this year. Yeah, uh, I think if you have if you have a double Liverpool or uh, double City defence, you're you're doing really well this year. It gives you a massive leg up. Um, yeah. So I will do the standings this time, and I will do them upside down. So we'll start with Ray <laughs> Foley on 16 points. Owen Dillon is ahead of him in 17th. And Andy Harrington is two points ahead. Gary Fowley is in 15th. Losing this week doesn't help him catch uh, the 30 points of Thomas Ivory. He he needs a good five fixtures to go his way. Thomas in 14th. Mark Clossy is in 13th on 34. And John Scanlon's also on 34 and 12th. A fall from grace for John. He's on an eight-loss streak after being in around second, third there. I suppose, what was it, 12 or 13 weeks ago? Mitch is in 11th, he's on 36, three losses in a row. Connor Skeen, after his win streak, is on two losses in a row, 40 points. 
Tyg Flynn has overtaken him on points scored. He's on 40. Tyg is in ninth. Porik Sheen then in, on 42 in 8th place. Cahal uh, Connolly is a point ahead in 7th. Connell is a win ahead of Cahal in 6th. And then Paddy is 2 points ahead in 5th. So then the playoffs start with Mark Gary in 4th with 48 points. Um, so Connell or Paddy could leapfrog him in one game. Steve, then you're on 50 in third. And myself and Steve have both dropped the ball a touch. We're within two fixtures of going out of the first and second spots. And within, what's that, seven? Three fixtures of dropping out of the playoffs. So I need to pull the finger out. Uh, it, it's, it's, it'd still take a massive decline and fortune for I think you and Steve to drop out of the playoff spots. I think that's I think you guys are more or less locked into the playoffs. It just depends on where the seeding will be, like <clears throat> where you'll be within the top four. So Yeah, what well, so it's game week twenty six that's coming up. Uh so that leaves us with uh five and four, nine nine fixtures until the playoffs start. So um Yeah, and we still have the final week of Europe and the semi-final, semi-finals of the cup? Something like that. I haven't paid attention to cup or European football now in a long time. <laughs> it's just been such a mess. Uh, I will need to get a handle on that. Um, so still spicy in the playoffs. Um, imagine Tiger or someone fucking snuck in there. That'd be fucking mental. But it, yeah, it can happen. Not. Like. It's just not. Mm, I think I, I I know he's on the win streak, but I still think there you know, there needs to be a lot a lot going his way in order to make the playoffs anyway. But he's definitely in the contention for that like kind of what is it fifth to tenth or something? Uh, it's it's uh, fifth to eight. So if there's uh, it goes four oh, yeah, four yeah. four and then the final six. <laughs> ah yeah yeah there you go. So like you know still well in contention for that sort of type of playoff and then he's i think he's still in contention or in and about uh top of his european league so still a lot to play for there carl's having a good old season carl there what like yeah five points outside the playoffs no one's talking about him <laughs> he's a sneaky little uh, quite quietly working away quietly working away tipping away yeah. nicely there now yeah uh yeah so that's the league from game week 25. Uh, will we look ahead at the monster double game week that's coming up, Steve? No, I think we'll go and review the fixtures from the last weekend, which is what we had planned to do. Okay. All right, Stephen, since you insist on looking back all the time, never looking forward to anything, we'll review game week 25 for you. You can't look forward without looking back. Well, yeah, that's what my driving instructor said. In order to go forwards, you have to look backwards. Yeah, and that's why you always drive in reverse. Exactly. We Chelsea didn't play again this week. Would have been nice to have that Chelsea-Arsenal game. Might have been game of the week had it gone ahead. Um... But we still had 10 games. Man United played Southampton in a one all draw. Brighton beat Watford 2-0. Brentford and Palace played out a nil-nil, which we don't see much of this season. Uh, Everton beaten Leeds 3-0. Man City demolished Norwich 4-0. 
Wolves beat Spurs 2-0. Newcastle beat Villa 1-0. Liverpool beat Burnley 1-0. Leicester and West Ham had a 2-all draw. And Man United played their second game against Brighton and they won 2-0 against the 10-man coastal dwellers. Um, Steve, the first game you've picked out for us is Wolves beating Spurs, as I had predicted, 2-0. No, No, Um, you predicted the opposite. I'm like you know, like no one listens. So, no. <laughs> What's the, why, why are we here? So we're just screaming into the void. Then, like, <laughs> so, so no one's going to agree with you. Is what I'm trying to say. Hey, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no one ever agrees with me anyway. So you don't have to. You don't have to worry about that too much. Um. Um. Yeah. No. Look, you. I. I had before the last show. I had written down. Wolves as a as a clean sheet as someone I liked for a clean sheet and you, you said no I, I think Spurs and so we changed it but I I regret changing it because I was right and you were wrong. Um, nice but, job uh, uh, with the with the hindsight and regretting your decisions. <laughs> That's how I live my life on. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Wolves got it off to a early start two 0 I think they were one 0 up within ten minutes. Uh, Larice just. I don't know what you call it. He just had an absolute howler for like half an hour in this game or less because they he just flaps at a ball that comes into the box and just falls to Jimenez. He takes it on the half volley really well. And then later on, he's they're trying to play out from the back and he plays a terrible pass to Ben Davies, puts him in all sorts of bother. But Ben Davies, instead of trying to just hit it into Rosette and resetting, Tries to play, make a clever pass into midfield that's never really on. Gets intercepted by a Wolves player, and they go on and through a few like kind of like a ricochet. Then I think uh, Dundonker gets on the end of it and makes it two nil. And uh, I didn't see the game live; I just watched the highlights. But from that point on, Spurs never really looked like threatening. I think the closest they came was a, a Kulusevski shot from outside the box that kind of just breezed past the the right right hand side of the post for Wolves and that was about it so like I I think we talked about on the last episode it's like I don't see where I don't see how Conte is going to get the results out of this team and how he's going to get them to play to his style or his strengths because they just don't seem to be able to and I think that's becoming more and more apparent like it felt like the win over Leicester kind of uh, glossed over a lot of this, the stuff that was bad, but since then I think they've lost like five games in a row in the league or something. Yeah, it's 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 three losses on the trot for them now, and yeah, it's 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 kind of becoming more and more obvious that it, you know there is there seems to be a style of play, although Conte abandoned it after the, going two goals down in what less than twenty minutes. Um, but. Is, is it just quality isn't there? I mean, like, it's, he starts Sessegnon and Doherty in this game, so doesn't trust the wing-backs. Chains, yeah. chains no, he, he, said that that was, he said that that was due to rest and rotation, that he wanted to bring in fresh legs. But, yeah, I don't know how much you read into it. Like, Emerson Royale is a terrible right-back. Uh, Matt Doherty isn't too much better, although he is Irish, so we kind of have to back him a little bit. Um, he's unreal. <laughs> he's the shining yeah. light Yeah, exactly. gather up um, rubbish. Like there's there's no confident centre back in that in that team that you'd you'd hang your hat on. Um Kane d- just does, I, don't, I don't mind. Hasn't hasn't shown enough shown enough for me, like um he has been injured, fair enough, but I don't know, he hasn't shown enough for me yet. Um 
Son is probably the only player, most dependable player, and that's including Harry Kane. I don't think Harry Kane wants to be there. I think he's just, I think he's just done. I think he's just worn out. I think he's just fed up. Can't say I blame him too much either. He had eight shots in this game, um, and like you know, the Harry Kane were they years any good though? Like were, were any of them on target? Like <laughs> let's see. Uh, like I'd be interested six. to see where those shots were were coming from because an like, XG they, of point five, uh, four out of six were on target. Um, uh, no, no he, he's he's like four of them inside the box, and then like a few speculative chances. But hmm. yeah, you know, like an XG point five out of eight shots, that, that may tells you that there were eight not very scorable chances. But I do think the Kane of old put puts him puts away difficult to score chances. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I look. There's, 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 there's kind of fuck all going on at Spurs. Like I have Son in my team, and I just hope he can play through this rubbish. Um, but uh, I'd probably be dropping Davinson Sanchez, and I'd probably be advising others unless you have Son or Kane, maybe to be thinking about dropping your your Spurs well, that, boys. They do have a double game week coming up, so I, I, I'd say anyone that has their assets probably hold on for one more week in the hopes that something can turn around. Like I'll probably hold on to Emerson Royale just for this week, but. I think Wolves are an interesting prospect because Wolves are kind of like slowly climbing up the table. They're kind of like sneakily up like... Three points outside the top four. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Like, But they're doing it purely on defense, like, um, which is interesting because that's kind of what they did with Nuno. And everyone was saying like, oh, their new style of play is so great. And it's like, um, kind of, yeah, but they don't really seem to be scoring as many goals and they're just relying on their defense, kind of like they did with Nuno, so... I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here. Um, Jimenez hasn't really been the same. Pedence and Neto have had no real impact as they did last season. Huang Hee Chan is basically... I don't know if he's injured or what, but I haven't seen him at all. Um, I, it kind of feels like they're kind of relying on scraps. Yeah, I mean, like I don't want any of Wolves' forwards. Podence, Jimenez, Huang Hee Chan, Trincao, Fabio Silva... Neto's injured. Um, wouldn't really advise anyone to pick those up, but yeah, I mean, like the Spur, the, the or the Wolves defenders don't do anything attacking wise. Like back when you had like Doherty and yeah, but was, like they get clean sheet points. Who was their left wing back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I pick them up for the cleans, but who was their left wing back back when Doherty was on the right and they had a decent guy in the left as well? Was uh, Johnny. Johnny, yeah, yeah, Marcel came and replaced. He's him. just been he's been unlucky. He's been out for like nearly two years with like serious knee injuries and other stuff. Like so, that's just a bit, a bit, a bit sad for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we move on. <laughs> yeah, jeez, oh, it's only been one game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. My head is in the fucking sky today. Uh, yeah, it really is. I'm yeah. having to fucking pull you along, kicking and screaming. I will kick and scream. Um, so, yeah, one of the more exciting teams, or, you know, even called them new teams in the last little while, is Newcastle with all their signings. And they went and got a 1 0 win over Villa thanks to a trippier free kick. Um, but unfortunately, there's a sad end to that story, Steve. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned it earlier. Yeah, they, they got taken off at half time, and they said that he had broken his foot, so he's going to be out for. In the foreseeable future, anyway. I think it depends on what type of fracture it is, how fast it'll heal. But, like, um, 
big blow for them because I think he was turning into being a really big player for them. I know he'd scored like two free kicks in two weeks and that kind of form isn't sustainable, but he's kind of like a leader in the dressing room. He's been there, done that. Like he's been at title winning sides, like when he was at Atletico Madrid last season and he's been at Spurs and he's for years. So he's got Premier League experience. So big loss for them. Absolutely, as we, we we were even discussing before we come on, like who is their right back? We're like, oh, it's the centre back. Craft is 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 who they're going to have to make a make shift right back out of. So gigantic loss uh, for mm. Newcastle, and I, I may may unsteady the ship that was already pretty unsteady. But you know, you, you were almost thinking Newcastle were a half decent side that they were, you know, like teams that weren't looking forward to going to Newcastle and playing them. But that might just unsteady the ship. Yeah, potentially, but they still have to bring on their new signing, Bruno Gmerich. Like he can't he's come on in a couple of games in like the ninetieth minute, just kinda of like maybe get a bit of plaudits from the fans, but he hasn't really shown what he can do yet. I imagine they will start him in a game soon enough. Uh, if not this weekend potentially, but um be interesting to see. Like they still have Maxman doing Maxman type stuff. Chris Wood's yet to really make any sort of impact. Um, and Fraser looks like he's kind of picked up in form a little bit, and um, they haven't even played uh, Matt Target yet. Um, from from his loan deal with from Villa, uh, he obviously couldn't play in this game because he was that's his parent club. Yeah. But uh, he, I imagine he'll be, he'll be a nice asset for them once he gets going. Absolutely, yeah, he'd be. I uh, you know I was always a, a decent returner when he was in that Villa team, kind of popping up an assist here and there. So yeah, uh, and he's he'd be on uh, St Max's side as well. So if he can release him uh, with some creative football, that'd be great to see. Uh, mm. At Villa were a bit unlucky in this game as well, though they did have a they did have a goal ruled out for offside. It was correctly offside, but Watkins, I think, um, Watkins was bundled at home. And uh, they were trying to threaten the Newcastle area, but they just didn't really have enough uh, enough end product. Um, I think at one stage they brought on Danny Ings and had Ing- Ings and Watkins and uh, Coutinho, and uh, I think they'd taken off Bundy at that stage. But they were they threw everything at it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it. What, what, what's the word? It blots their copybook too much. Uh, <laughs> Watkins. It doesn't uh, stain their reputation. Is that yeah. what you're kind of saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't you blot your copy? Is that what the word? I've never, I've never heard someone say that as a phrase. Well, it's, now you have. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm still optimistic about that Villa team. Like, you know, like, like, they still have Dean and Coutinho and, you know, Watkins hasn't been scoring, but they should have goals throughout the rest of the team. Like Ramsey's stepped up and with Leon Bailey back from injury as well. It's, uh, still an exciting Villa side. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Um, so moving on so to the the final game this week then yeah the last game that we've picked out for uh, that looked you know has has fantasy implications going forward is the Everton 3-0 over Leeds fair play super frank so Coleman the Irish frank. hey now hey hey Coleman, the Irish buck, got uh, scored a header I think uh, to make it 1-0 in the 10th minute uh, it was like a it was like a tap in there was a it was like a shot or no, it was a cross into the box that kind of got saved. And then Coleman was just Johnny on the spot and tapped it in. It was, a, it was a header, but I mean, like it was from like half a yard out. Seamus on the spot. 
Michael Keane <laughs> met a 2 0 Fuck, after fuck the, you. the 23rd minute, an Anthony Gordon assist. Like, are we ignoring Anthony Gordon? We'll discuss that later. Anthony Gordon then goes and scores. Uh, off a of Richarlison assist in the seventy-eight minutes. It wasn't a it wasn't a Gordon goal. Like I I think I mentioned earlier, Richarlison takes a shot from outside the box that is on target, and I'm pretty sure it's going to beat the keeper. Um, but uh, the... he 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 gets it it like nicks his heel or something, so it goes down as a Gordon goal with a Richarlison assist. But it was basically a Richarlison goal. The so, the, but, the officials yeah. in the Premier League towers don't agree with you, Steve, but. Premier League Towers? What the fuck are you talking about? Premier League Towers, where they are, where they do VAR and such. (laughs) I think you're thinking of Mordor on and the two towers, like. Could very well be Sauron that decides. Is Sauron (laughs) VAR? Is this what you're telling (laughs) me? Oh my god, we've just blown this case wide open. Um... So who who are we sleeping on in this in this Everton side? Like we, yeah, it really does feel like Gordon at this stage is kind of he's kind of taken over from that kind of Damari Gray kind of um, area of being a bit dominant and uh, on all sides of the attack and a bit for them. Like he got an assist in this game and a goal, all to be a bit dubious. But I think since about Christmas when they they played that uh, FA Cup fixture, and I think he scored, uh, he's been pretty pretty much undroppable. Like he's consistently. Uh, giving in good performances and getting getting points. Um, so I think if you don't already have an Everton player like a DCL or a Richarlison or a, um, yeah, he, I think is he. He's does he, he's does, the he does he go option, higher he? than does? He, yeah, I was about to say, does he go higher than Demary Gray? Like Demary Gray was injured for this game. Uh, I will mm. be going to start. Apparently, looked good, but Van de Beek was man in the match. Um, yeah, no, but Donny van de Beek had a good game because Donny van de Beek is a good footballer. Just United didn't know what the fuck to, to do with him, so they just decided to not do anything with him. And then when he said, can I go out on loan, they said, mm, no. And then they kept him for another six months, and then he said, can I go out on loan? And they were like, mm, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I, like, I, I didn't know. I like I, You know, like it, there was kind of all this <laughs> shit about Man United not playing de Beek, and he had obviously looked unreal at Ajax. But... Uh, Fuck it, really makes United look like shit now. Because I, I, I actually ex- nearly expected him to flop at Everton, but I'd be delighted now to see him play some proper football. I'd fucking love to see uh, it. I, there's very few players that I root to fail. Like it's because they are human beings at the end of the day. But like, I, I always had faith in that Donny Van de Beek could be good. And you know what? Like he could still flop. Like I mean, he could turn around and have a stinker rest of the season, but. I think he's shown in this game that he's what he's capable of doing when he's put in a midfield where he, that, that plays to his strengths. Like he, he did look good in this game. That's ah, great to see. I'm delighted. Uh, Leeds kind of Leeds, you know, Rafinha uh, the forty sixth. I'm just going to see what happened there. Yeah, well, I know Stuart Dallas. I think started the game, and I think he pretend, I think he started the game knowing that he had an injury, but they're just so deprived of players. Uh, that he tried to play it anyway, but I think he came off after like fifteen or twenty minutes. He just like signal. He just like gave a thumbs up to the bench. It was like, yeah, it's it's not going. Like it's it's it's. <laughs> I need to come off. How so? Uh, his this... name Leo Hield came on. Yeah, I was about to say Hield. Yeah, uh, I think he's like nineteen years old. Came on <laughs> and has had to play like multiple positions across the back four. So, uh, that's just so leads. Bringing on fucking yeah. children to just you know like 
do your best. Get a lollipop. It really, but I think it just goes to show, like that that Bielsa's style of football is just—it's not sustainable. Like because you're doing so much running and you're doing man marking as well. So like you're you're running way more than the opposition because you're you could be following that guy from touchline to touchline, and like look at the amount of injuries they have. They're by far the most injured team in the league, and I think it's just starting to show. Like. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. Um, so yeah, then yeah, I, I suppose you don't read too much into this in terms of your lead stuff. I mean, like if you have the decent attackers, you're holding them. I mean, we knew the defense was shite. So um, uh, the only person worth having is Rafinha. Apart from that, I wouldn't bother. Fuck it, Dan James though, he's fast. Two two goals against was it Spurs or someone? He's unreal in Who FIFA. <laughs> uh, if only um, we move on so we, we have a look t- we have a look at your favourite segment looking towards the, the future yeah, fixtures on, I'm sick of this let's do let's do game week 26 time for some positivity we're going to look ahead we're going to look forward we're going to predict what's going to happen in game week 26 a uh, gigantic double game week that's ahead. West Ham are going to take on Newcastle. Arsenal play Brentford. Brighton versus Burnley in Battle of the Bees. Liverpool will play Norwich in a demolition job, I'm sure. Southampton will play Everton. Aston Villa will play Watford. Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. Great to see him back in the Premier League. City will play Tottenham. Leeds versus Man United. Wolves versus Leicester. And then we'll start into the doubles. Burnley play Tottenham, Watford play Palace, Liverpool play Leeds, and Arsenal play Wolves. Steve, being an Arsenal fan, you've picked out the Arsenal attack and defence in terms of the not obvious players to pick out. Justify justify that. Justify that. You were the one that put them down on. Ah, you're some fucking. You're some man. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you've gotten broken or something. Oh, oh, hey now, oh. Yeah, I sounded like I needed a reboot there for a second. I just couldn't think of a. I couldn't Windows think of a witty comeback. Noise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, look. I mean, Arsenal against Brentford and Wolves. Both games are at home. Like, I know we haven't scored many goals this season. Or sorry, not this season. Many goals since the the start of the new year. But like. It's got to turn around at some stage, and a game against Brentford is a great opportunity to do that. Marnelli will be suspended for the first game, so if Lacazette, or not Lacazette, if Smith Rowe is free in people's leagues, I would pick him up. Uh, I'll be starting him in mine anyway, because it'll probably be, excuse me, uh, Lacazette, uh, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, and Saka front four. And then your back four will be pretty much. Uh, Kieran Tierney, Gabriel, Ben White, and then Tommy Asu is on his way back from fitness, but I don't think he'll be quite ready yet. Maybe for the game against Wolves, but probably a bit too early for the game against Brentford. And then Ramsdale and goal. Uh, so it's a pretty solid, reliable 11 to pick up in waivers. Um, and yeah, like, you know, obviously we had the loss against Brentford earlier in the season at the very, I think it was the first, it was, it was the first game of the season, but like we had the win against Wolves with the 10 men. So, um, they'll they'll be out looking for revenge, I bet. But uh, I I fancy us to get some some points out of this and potential clean sheets in both. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never rate Wolves to score goals and Brentford are bad. Uh, I was taking the piss out of you there, but I'll be playing Ben White. I'll be, I don't think Martinelli should play the Wolves game, even if he's available. I don't know. Um, it depends. He's only, it's only one game suspension because it was a double yellow. Do Arsenal have but... Europe? No. No, not at all. Okay. That no. sounds like I was taking the piss, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not the first person that said that uh, to me this week. Uh, I can't remember when the other t- when who the other person was, but um, yeah, no, uh, they don't have Europe. Um, so unless Arteta decides to like kind of as a disciplinary thing punish Martinelli and keep him out for the second game, I imagine he'll probably come back in and start. But if Smith Rowe plays really well, then Martinelli won't. It depends on a couple of factors. Yeah, absolutely. So then Palace will play Watford and Chelsea. And, you know, we used to big up the Palace attack a lot on this pod. Um, but then they cooled off. But um, do you know who I'd like is Olise? Or Olise, Ali- I think it's pronounced. Olise. Um, yeah, there's certainly a few options. Definitely going to be knocking about it. Likes of Edward, maybe even Zaha. I don't think Benteke would be one to pick up. Um, mm. Eze is, I think, just about you know on the fringes of the team, but I wouldn't be picking him. Uh, I'll have Gallagher starting in my team. Anyone else you, you, you like the look of in terms of a Palace attacker? You've pretty much said it all, really. Like uh, Elise didn't play in the last game. He came on as a sub. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like It depends. They've had a full rest week. Zaha's a guaranteed starter anyway on the left. I'd say they played Mateta up top once or twice, but honestly, I don't think he's that good. I expect Edward to come back in. And then, yeah, like uh, Elise potentially. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Eze got a start in one of these games. Um, You'd love so to there's see definitely, it. Uh, yeah, like I think he's been out for a while now with that Achilles, so if he could make a comeback and... And do all right. Um, it'd be nice. Um, but the the Chelsea game maybe not the one to look out for. It's maybe their 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 follow up during the midweek against Watford. That's probably the game to look at in terms of uh, in terms of returns. Um, I don't even know. Like I know Mark Arries <laughs> against Norwich did a double Palace defense and that went horribly for him. Thank fuck. Um, I wouldn't be getting any Palace defenders. I wouldn't I be get, I probably wouldn't be getting any Palace defenders now that I think about it a bit more. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's 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 just tough to predict with Palace. I suppose Edwards mm. uh, Gallagher definitely get your hands on, and then kind of kind of a bit desperate going beyond that. Maybe look elsewhere, but could be something. And I, th- I would say a first a first appearance. For Southampton in the attacks we like the look of. And this one I this one I am willing to stick my neck out on the line for Owen. Do it. And <laughs> and say that man's name. Uh Che Adams. Uh uh-uh. James Ward Prowse. Uh uh-uh. uh. Stuart Armstrong. Uh uh-uh. uh. None other than <laughs> Armando Broya has put Southampton in third place on the attacks we like to see. Uh, they're going to be facing Not Everton. single-handedly. Ah, single-handedly. Let him off. Come on. What do you, what do you mean, let him <laughs> off? Like, <laughs> uh, He's a baller. 
I hope Chelsea don't sell him. Um, yeah, so yeah, after we bigging up Everton earlier in the pod, you know, like they, it's not like the three nil against Leeds is the regular, and it's not like they have great defenders. So uh, there's it's it's it was a really tough one to predict this week as well, Stephen. Like you know, this the, yeah, the, there just wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot going. I mean, like look, if you have your Liverpool defense against Norwich and Bert and Leeds. Like, oh my god, like you're you're sorted. Likewise, if you have like any sort of Arsenal players, like defenders, like you're sorted. Like if you have Spurs players, they're playing City it was a terrible game for them, but then Burnley is a nice game. Like, you know, like the the, the obvious ones are kind of out there. I, I wouldn't go like and I think we kind of said earlier, like if you have your Spurs defenders on a double game week, I know City is one of them, but you're probably gonna hold on for that Burnley game in the hopes of a clean sheet there. Not that it's guaranteed or anything, far from it. But like in terms of attack, Southampton have won, have drawn, sorry, they've gotten five points from their last three games. They have won one and drawn two. And I think the two they drew were against the Man- both Manchester sides and the win was against Spurs when they were uh, 2-1 down at, at one stage. So they've shown a lot of resilience and a lot of fight and, and an ability to score goals, uh, sometimes against the run of play. So... Going up at home against an Everton side that Frank Lampard doesn't really know how to coach defense very well, uh, definitely an option there. Yeah, uh, brilliant. Um, Armando Breuer, Che Adams, James Ward Prowse, probably the three you're thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. Nathan Redmond, maybe, but yeah. yeah, he was in contention for the Irish team once. No, he qualified under Irish citizenship, but he never at any point thought of declaring for Ireland. Yeah, I remember the there was, you know, like he was being asked or something, and out of nowhere he's in an England squad. But then, uh, like, you know, like for a day, and then he'd take his mm. name back out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've mentioned the Arsenal defence, obviously, if you can get your hands on it, along with the obvious, you know, City um, yeah, do you know what we didn't mention this week? Might have been the Chelsea defense, given that they're back. We kind of, I, I just kind of glossed over Chelsea. Um, but Wolves, Wolves play Arsenal and Leicester, and have mm-hmm. a good defense. Um, so I, I think they're good for a clean this week, but maybe not both. Yeah. Leicester are kind of bad now, so. Leicester aren't great. Um, they obviously had the the draw against uh, West Ham. Probably should have been a win apart from West Ham nicking it right at the death from a corner because it's in Leicester's DNA that they have to concede one from open play and one from a corner. Um, I think even Steve uh, called it uh, before the match kicked off. Um, and yeah, Wolves are solid. Like uh, I think... I think we've talked about it before, but like I think they're really missing Vardy. I think the sooner they can get Vardy back, the better. Um, because I think he just makes it that team so much easier <laughs> to score goals in. Um, yeah, he but he's running in behind. Isn't as good as expected, is he? He's not the no, ready replacement. Like, but the, he only ever looked he looked good when Leicester were playing a different formation in the three five two, with like kind of you know Vardy beside him and Madison in behind the pair. Like that's when he played his best football, and that's not the formation they're playing now. He's up top by himself, and it's almost a different. It's almost it's not a completely different sport, but it's a different game. Like at that stage, do you know? 
Yeah, Leicester looked like a little bit of a worse team with an isolated forward. And you know, just from the highlights, actually, I was watching of them last week. It, what you're saying there makes total sense. Um, so absolutely, can see a Wolves clean then, and then you know they'll they'll be looking for revenge against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will. And like I said before, Arsenal, I expect I. I suppose it's maybe a little bit optimistic, but I do expect them to kind of turn around their form in terms of scoring goals. But at the same time, like Wolves are a very stingy defense, so um, you could even nearly see that game being like maybe like a nil-nil or something like that. So you know, it's but a, uh, there's it's definitely a, there's definitely like positives there. There's definitely options there. Yeah, it's a fine it's a fine double for Wolves. I wouldn't be picking up a Wolves defender if they're just playing Arsenal, but when it doubles up with Leeds, you're, you're hoping Leicester. Oh yeah. Jesus leads Leicester. You're hoping for eight points there, do you know? That'd be nice. And Villa. We need to title this podcast something about like you having like Alzheimer's or something because you've been all over the shop. Yeah, Alzheimer's. What are the other confusion diseases? Dementia. Yeah, uh, could be. Could be. Long COVID. Why not long COVID? <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm dying. I thought you were I thought you were saying it could be dementia. As in like that could be that could be a, a long term issue, and I was like, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, all all the links for dementia are, are, are purple when I when I googled it here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the third defense, which who don't play a double because the rest of the doublers were either obvious or didn't look that good, was Villa. They're playing the fairly catastrophic Watford, and you know the what was it a a one nil against Newcastle didn't look so hot, but they had been they had been solid before that. Yeah, well, I think the 1-0 against Newcastle was from a free kick. Apart from that, they looked pretty okay at the back. Um, you know, like, it, it, like they, they, they hadn't, they've been okay. Like, and you know, they're coming up against, it's more so, I think, who they're playing against, more so than who they are. Like, they're playing against the Watford side. Now that has Roy Hodgson in there playing a very regimented 4-4-2, um, defensive minded not attacking minded like they used to be under the last manager whose name I can't remember because it's not worth remembering because they never <laughs> last more than three months um Ranieri so, was it oh shit yeah it was Ranieri fuck yeah. uh, I, I kept thinking it was the the other guy at the start of the season the Zisco or whatever it began with an X anyway X um, that's ludicrous <laughs> I know yeah don't tell Xavi um so, but yeah, I think that's definitely an option if you're struggling for for players to pick up. Yeah, you don't want to be struggling. I mean, if Cash might be knocking about, Dean will be gone. Cash would be a good pickup. Obviously, if you're Martinez and you don't have uh, one of the good doubling keepers, you you, you give Martinez the game. But I mean, uh, even in, if you're looking for like, if you're really stuck, like Mings and Kansa are, are an option, or yeah, you know, is Kansa. Suspended or is that over now? I can't remember if he got a straight red or two yellows. If it was two yellows, he served a suspension. But if it was a straight red, it could be another game suspension. So well, we'll find out next week in game week twenty six. Uh, <laughs> will we take a little break, Steve? And will we look at what we're going to do with our teams for the fantasy football league that we play in? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. In the Fantrax League this week, Stephen, you're going to be taking on Mark Gary in the game of the week in terms of playoffs anyways. That'll be spicy as fuck. 
Andy's going to play Carl. Connell will take on Mark Clossy. Connor Skeen will take on Paddy Brennan. Um, I'm going to get my revenge for my loss on Tyg against Gary. Uh, John Scanlon is going to take on Tyg. Uh, Mitch will play Porrick. Steve will play on Dylan. And Thomas and Ray Foley is the ninth game of the week. Steve, I'd say this is maybe the biggest week for you this season. Um, it's close, yeah, because just purely based on how close me and Mark are, like there's two points in it. So like a win for him takes him one point ahead of me. A win for me puts me like five. What is it? Five points clear of him. So. It's a re- it really is a real six pointer in terms of the playoffs, um, especially because um, the other players around us both kind of have all have, kind of have like handier matchups, so it's going to be really important. Whoever wins, we lose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be spicy. Um, what? Because you want me we- to win, Owen? At least pretend. At least pretend you want me to win. Oh yeah, sure, Steve. I want you to win. Go do your best, woo. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, as we mentioned, like it's so tight. Like you know, Paddy Brennan is tied with Mark for points. Connell McMullen's just two points back. Then Cahill and who Porrick and Ty yeah. are you know like two results away from becoming relevant. So I, I, it's, I'll be paying close attention to this matchup. Um, who are you going to play? So Mark knows. This is the thing. I know Mark's an avid listener, so like I don't I almost don't want to I almost don't want to tell him who I'd be wavering. Actually, you know what? I don't actually I genuinely don't think I will. Uh I'll I'll tell him the the obvious players cuz I know he's going to bring players in to counteract them anyway. So, I'll be starting Ramsdale. He's got the double. Uh, I'll be starting Cancelo. Uh, I'll be starting Matip and Robertson cuz they have lovely doubles against Norwich and Leeds. Uh, I'll be starting Bowen because he's a baller. I'll be starting Max Mann for the same reason. I'll be starting Smith Rowe because um, he's got a double and also I really like him. Fuck you, Mark, if you don't. Um, Mares, uh, who I think has been really consistent. I know he didn't score at the weekend, but he scored against uh, Sporting Lisbon yesterday. So um, he's just consistently scoring for, for City. Uh, Salah, who is Salah, and he's got a lovely double game week. And then I'll start Richarlison, I think. Uh, although that might change, um, but that's kind of uh, yeah. What, you, what you've, you have Richie and Rashford both on a single game week. Yeah, not droppable though. So it's a bit of a decision there between the two of them. Yeah, um, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Marcus, actually, you know what? Marcus probably does have the easier matchup of the two against Leeds, but you know, United are just so fucking poor. Um, I know they had a two 0 win against Bright- Brighton there, but. Apparently, if De Gea wasn't around, it mightn't have been a different story. So, um, that's kind of where I am at the moment. But I have a couple of waivers up my sleeve that are going to stay up my sleeve until the deadline. So, fuck you, Mark. (laughs) Bit of a call out on the pod there. Steve keeping his cards close to his chest this time uh, for a big, big matchup. This is. Isn't that where they're supposed to be? This, this. I would love an ending like the Steve versus Steve finale we got there like around Christmas. Do you remember I that? I don't one? remember. What happened? When uh, you had Sancho oh, first sub instead of Bowen fuck. out of yeah. nowhere. 
Yeah, bedlam. Be- there was no, babies was because, crying, no, it blood was because, and tears and madness. No, it was because I, I was going to win, except uh, I, because I thought a defender was coming in, but it turned out I had an illegal formation. If that were the case, I would have only had one midfielder. So I think Sancho came in instead. And I lost by like a point. I was fucking livid. So fucking annoyed. I couldn't understand it for a good like 30 seconds. And then I think, I think I was even sat beside Steve. No, I sat beside Connell. And then we went like, cause neither of us copped it. Like we were all, we were both thinking like, ah, yeah, like that's, that's sound like win for me. Ah, yeah. I don't want to relive that moment. I do. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I am going to be taking on Gary. Who, as I've mentioned several times now, is in good form. But I, I think I'll have enough. I'm going to pay more attention. <laughs> Did you say you're out to extract revenge against Gary? Well, I get I get my revenge on Tyke against Gary. That's the plan. Oh, right. Tyke's, yeah, because that makes total, total sense. Tyke's a big dude, so... You're definitely just being a bully. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Allison will get the start for his game against Norwich and Leeds. Imagine Liverpool keep two cleans. That might be the making of this week for a lot of people. I'll have a double city defence against Tottenham, which I think I'm okay with. Um, I have Harry Maguire for the Leeds game at the moment. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to be dropping Devinson. Maybe I'll keep Devinson Sanchez for the double. As as you might have noticed, I'm very undecided about my whole team. Ben White is going to the start. The thought had crossed my mind. Yeah, Ben White is going to start for the Brentford and Wolves game. Then I'll play Bernardo Silva, Conor Gallagher, and Felipe Coutinho. Uh, I'll play my four forwards in Ronaldo, Mane, Young Minson, and Luis Diaz, who I hope gets, you know, like, if he comes on for two sub-appearances and gets a return, that'd be fantastic. Hopefully Mane is better than usual. So I, I've actually, I've got a lot of mids and forwards that I want to play, so my hands aren't tied there in terms of the defence. Mm. But if I'm not playing Davinson Sanchez, I'll certainly be dropping him because I don't want him going forward. It's either keep him for this double or just drop him and, and move on with my life. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I get you. That should be enough to beat Gary. I think he has a few Man United players. Yeah, they, yeah sorry, sorry, they only have a single game. I don't know why that one came into my head. Um... Hopefully, I'll do enough. Uh, have you anything else for the pod, Steve? Gonna have to keep a close eye on that matchup against me and me and Mark. Um, hopefully, uh-huh. I can get the win and uh, keep my winning streak going. I think I've got like three or four wins on the bounce now. I'll certainly be keeping an eye on that. And if you, the listener, want to keep an eye on that and talk to us about it, you can do so at, at our Look at Discord, you on your segue. which is available. I'm zooming along. <laughs> I wish I had a segue and I can anyway yeah on the discord which is uh, linked in the podcast description you can also see our twitter is linked there as well that's at the FPL jingle and you can see the league itself there's a link in the podcast description also this has been episode 25 I don't know do you want to sing a song to end it there Steve no you're not going to you're not going to get me with that. You're going to be the one that's going to be singing the song on the podcast. I must pick a song. Yeah, I'd get it ready anyway. I don't see Mitchell catching Mark anytime soon. Something sad. Something miserable. Bye now. Bye now. <laughs>